Welcome to the Simply Wild podcast. I'm your host, Sadie Jane. And we are here to come back to the wealth in us. And holy balls, you guys. I am rosy today. If you're watching me on YouTube, you can see I put a little bit too much red blush on my face. I'm a little flushed. I'm feeling a little bit of a vulnerability hangover here. But guys, I have to continue recording today because... I have chills. I have chills all over my body because I, this next, these next couple ceremonies I'm going to share about with you guys are so huge. They're so huge. And I just think it's important to share them while I'm fresh, while I'm fresh in here and the kids aren't home from school yet. And I still have time. So why not just go for it? Okay, guys, so we are at the point of my journey where we are reclaiming the feminine within me. Yes. So Jeff and I have renewed our vowels and we are softening into each other and we're choosing each other daily. And I am now ready to come back to the medicine and sit with it and learn and continue to heal. And it was really interesting because um, I sat with actually a different shaman because the shamans that I had gone to obviously live in Hawaii and they weren't here on tour, Uh, but I was feeling really called. So I actually reached out to a friend and I found a different one who she was great, but I, I guess maybe this is now a really good time to talk about how not all shamans are created equally, not all guides are created equally just like not all therapists are created equally, just like not all doctors and midwives and doulas and coaches and yoga teachers. This is why it is so essential. If you're feeling the call to sit with medicine, specifically grandmother, this is another reason why I created Simply Wild Medicina, which um, is a retreat, a five-day retreat that I've created Maybe I'll talk more about that at the end of this, um, at the end of this podcast. It's a retreat I've created with the shamans from Hawaii who are ethical shamans from a Native American lineage and a Colombian lineage who have been taught and I have learned alongside through this lineage of Pacha from Colombia and Ama Sophia Rose, who's uh, from a Native American lineage. And they are absolutely incredible. And um, I have created this retreat called Simply Wild Medicina, where I bring them in and I bring in a staff of trauma-informed guides to come and hold space. And we have a full retreat surrounding medicine. And you sit with grandmother for two nights. And in between the sit, I said I was going to talk about this after, but I guess I'm going into it now. I'm going to tell you about how that came to be because at this point in my story, we're only at 2021, but 20, the fall of 2022 was when Medicina was officially created and it was called in for many years and it was beautifully orchestrated. We rent out a private ranch, rent out the entire thing and the ranch, literally the land called to me, literally the people that are running it and managing it. A dear friend of mine also who now lives on the ranch, his name's Hugh, who he actually will be a guest speaker 
he was like, I want you to come and see this ranch. I want you to come and host medicine space ceremonies at this, at this ranch. And I went on the land and I heard it very plainly and powerfully. And my goal with Medicina was to create a container to where people got the actual education surrounding medicine surrounding lineages, surrounding the ethical energies of this medicine to where they don't have to question, to where they understand more. Like I, once it finally came time, once it was the right time for me to create Medicina, it was the most terrifying, terrifying thing I've ever created. I was like, wow, really? I'm being called to this. Okay. This feels really scary for many, 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 many reasons. Um, a lot of those are legal reasons, right? And also, uh, who am I to do this? And I knew that if it was supposed to happen, it would it would happen. So I just trusted the prayer, trusted the vision. And I brought in the modalities from all these different guides. And obviously, I'm not serving the medicine, the shamans are. Um, and I help and support in the medicine space. And then I hold the container of the space and we do things like breath work, Qigong, yoga, music classes. Um, the first year we made drums, which was really beautiful. We learn about the essence of music. I just thought to myself, if I had an opportunity to go back and know what I was getting into, what would I have wanted? What are the tools that I would have created? What are the tools that I would have desired? All of my retreats up until Medicina, I had been hosting many, many retreats. Now I haven't really, I haven't at this point talked a lot about like SSJ and the logistics of my business and what I actually do. But one of the big branches of my business is, is, um, holding and hosting really powerful, empowering, life-changing retreats. And, um, it's important for me, how I structure my retreats is I take people on journeys from the beginning to end. Um, I take them on a path of transformation, clearing, and then celebration and reclamation. In a lot of ways, my retreats mirror what we do in the ceremonies, which was just out of coincidence because I had been hosting retreats far before I had sat with grandmother and sat with medicine and understood the energies behind ceremony and what went into it. And obviously, depending on what lineage um, you sit with, your ceremonies will be a little different. Um, so I took the energy of what I was already hosting with the retreats and then also the energy of wanting to bring this medicine, feeling called to bring this medicine, feeling, um, uh, giving, give me being given the prayer and the permission to bring this medicine in an ethical way through this lineage of these shamans. And I created this experience and I didn't know if it was going to work just like everything I create. When you create something in a new pathway or when you're literally, like I said at the beginning, my very first podcast, when I'm walking on this path and I don't even know where I'm going, you just don't even know if it's going to work. You just trust. And if there's one thing I've trusted or I've learned more than maybe anything in my whole experience is that fear is actually a signpost. Fear is one of the best signposts for me as far as where I'm going in my life. If I feel 
a shit ton of fear. If I feel called to it one, and then I also feel a shit ton of fear, I know it's for me because what happens on the other side is the most transformational thing ever. Medicina has been easily the most transformational container I have ever created in my life. And it's not even really mine. I'm just a vessel. I'm just a vessel. I've been deep in this medicine work for many years now. I'm still such a student, always a student. And I listen to the call. And so that's Medicina. <laughs> that was a side tangent. I'm getting to my next ceremony. That's a really important. I wanted to end it that on that recording today, which by the way, I am recording this. I know I shouldn't be talking about timestamps because people are going to listen to this for years down the road, but it is October 24th, 2023 when I'm recording this and it's directly smack dab in between two really powerful eclipses. And so if I sound like I'm not making sense, I'm blaming it on that (laughs) because the energy is really intense. Like it's really dense and it's really I just can't, I'm, I'm noticing for myself, it's been a little bit interesting trying to like formulate sentences and, and clearly get my point across. So if I'm feeling a little confusing, the last two, three recordings, that is why I like to blame the stars for a lot of things. And that is one of them. (laughs) So the creation of Medicina, so powerful. And I'll talk more about that later. We're actually, if you're listening to this and you're curious, you can just send me a DM or DM in Simply City Jane's Instagram, just DM Medicina and you'll get the landing page um, sent to you. And also I'm feeling the need to say this. It's funny because I didn't know how to organize any of it. And yet as I continued, everything just, just happened. And I knew, I trusted, I was like, if this is meant to be, and if this is of Christ consciousness and of God and of source consciousness, it will be. And everything laid out perfectly. And I got the blessing in the prayers and I got the protection from the churches I needed. And I got all the legalities figured out and it just, just keeps getting better, bigger and better and better. And this at the end of November, we'll have our third medicina and we've made them all gender now so it's incredible the team that i have is absolutely exceptional um the shamans are just insane and i have just been so honored to continue to learn from them and their teachers and their guides and these indigenous people who are so they're so willing and they're so wanting these codes to be these specific I am not going to speak for everybody nor should I ever speak for any indigenous people I'm just saying specifically these people I'm learning from Ama Sophia Rose and I'm just beginning to learn from Pacha they are so wanting to share their codes and their medicine and I feel grateful that I have chosen to say yes to a path of understanding what that means because what I learn in the grandmother space has weaved its way and synced its way and spread its way into literally everything I do. Now, this is just my, obviously my own experience. I think we know by now that this is just my own experience, um, but it's changed everything. And I mentioned before, I, I'm, I really have to stop saying I mentioned before, I'm going to stop saying that. Um, When I said yes to creating Medicina, 
I had a huge lull in sitting with medicine. I wasn't called to it at all. And I think maybe there's something to that where I, I do drink a little bit of the medicine to get into the frequency when you are in the ceremony space. Um, but there was a good six months, almost to a year where I just wasn't feeling called. Um, and a lot of that had to do with me feeling really ungrounded and I'll share that later, but it feels really special that I have the opportunity to learn from these plant allies. It just feels like for me, the next level of not just initiation, but understanding. And do I think that they'll be in my life forever? Honestly, I have no idea. Do I think that they're for everybody? Absolutely not. Do I think that they're the only way to heal? Absolutely not. I believe if you are on a trajectory of intentional desire to better yourself, an intentional desire to find out who you are, an intentional desire to find your wild, to come back to your unique frequency, you will find it. You will find it. The path will be led for you, especially if you speak it to God, to the universe, especially if you're aware of it. There are ways to do it. There is not just one path at all. For me, the plant medicine path has been really cool. Who knows how long that will happen? Who knows? But while I feel this deep passion, I am going to allow it to be a piece, a teeny piece of what I offer in my business. Now, obviously I still do retreats, don't have medicine and all those things, but it's been really cool to kind of continue and carry out that vision. So I'm on to like my fifth or sixth sit and I'm feeling nervous. I'm sitting with a new shaman who was beautiful, wonderful, exactly what I needed. She actually had a lot of almost like dark feminine energy, which is really interesting because that's almost what I was tapping into. Um, I sat for two nights and it was the craziest thing. This is the first time I had a really big initiation of my uterus, of my womb. I knew that was going to happen. Like I knew that was going to happen because I, even if I didn't want it consciously, subconsciously, I was thinking about what had happened with the assault that summer before. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so I was sitting in meditation waiting. I had drank the medicine and I was waiting to drop in. And all of a sudden <clears throat> I saw out of the corner of my eye, like a cartoon guy. <laughs> and I saw the cartoon guy and I noticed he was trying to hide and he was on my left side. He was on my feminine side. Remember that. And so I kind of like kept looking more and almost like went into my brain to go follow him. And I kept looking more and more trying to like move my eyes so far back so I could like see where he was. And when I did that, I saw this be this huge purple octopus. And the more I looked, the more it became like actualized and it was wrapped up in my brain. And like, there was many different tentacles and I could tell it was something that was not mine. And then my left side started aching and I felt like, um, I could feel the heaviness of things on my chest and on my neck. And I felt like this 
wooden totem that was on my neck and then this petrified wood piece of an old man on my chest. And up until that point, I had learned, you know, to say thank you. No, actually, at that point, I hadn't learned to say thank you. Remember, this is where I'm learning this. At that point, I had learned, okay, well, if there's something that grandma's showing me, I can just remove it and it will just be gone. So I started like feeling intense. I started like knocking on the petrified wood on my, on my chest and I was like, hello, sir, please wake up. Like, what are you doing in here? What is this energy that's really wrapped within me? Like, what is this? And um, I couldn't get it out. Like I couldn't, it wouldn't wake up and it was starting to feel really overwhelming to me. So I went up to the shaman and I just said, I'm feeling this energy and I'm feeling this heaviness and it's not removing itself from me. And I told her I had, I was sexually assaulted last summer and I just feel like maybe it's that energy. And she was like, okay, let me help me move. And she, she sang this beautiful Icaro, which is a song prayer in Spanish. And, um, I saw it so clear as day, this vision of when I was conceived that there was some loose sexual energy there and that loose energy was manifested in me through the conception, um, which later I found out, you know, my father was gay and he left my mother and it was crazy how with the intention of healing my sexual energy, that finally showed up. I really believe that I was feeling the energy, some kind of energy that had been maybe placed there or a confused energy or whatever it was, it wasn't mine that had been there. And that's why it was like petrified wood. And that's why it was tangled within my brain so much. And that's why I needed help from the shaman to remove it. And she served me this big dose of hape and I was weeping and she was singing. And I'll never forget what she said because she looked at me in the eyes and said no man and no thing can ever take away your sovereignty and when she sang those songs and and, and you know drummed her drum I felt the I felt it release I felt the octopus leave I felt the release of the petrified woods removed I'm realizing and I realized through that how almost confused and also open and also not mine to a to a degree um the energy was sexually for me like even if it wasn't even in the simplest of facts that I was told that I wasn't complete on my own and I realized that all these other beliefs around who I was sexually and who I was supposed to be had allowed these other energies to just stay there because this goes back to accountability, right? Like if you don't know who you are or you're not willing to stand up or you're not willing to, to test and see who your truth is and be transparent about it, then you're willing to have any kind of energy to sleep in. Like you're not willing, you're not standing in your truth of with boundaries and power and accountability. And it was so powerful and so life-changing and it it, I could feel much like hypnotherapy, except what's cool, what's so rad about medicine is it shows you things you don't even know, you don't even see. The veil is so, th there's no veil, there's no veil. You can see things actualized from generations, from past lives, from literally just parallel lives. 
that are so deeply woven in your cells. It's just so powerful. And it re and everything, like I said, is a reclamation of your sovereignty. It made so much sense that I had these confusing left-sided feminine blocks that were literally blocking me in my brain, blocking me from my own beliefs around my femininity, my own beliefs around my sovereign sexuality. And of course, they were generational. Of course, they were melted into me through the confusion of my father trying to live his truth while also trying to live a different life while also trying to understand what he was, right? Like this work is so multifaceted. It's so generational. And also if we're willing to look at it and if we're really willing to see, we can see that we have the power to reclaim what is ours. We have nothing is outside of ourselves. So after that, um, the rest of the ceremony is really, really blissful. It was really beautiful. I went back. And I just felt like I could breathe. Okay, this is a side note that's really interesting. I think the summer before that, maybe right after, yes, this is right after the assault happened. I was going pretty heavily to these Bikram classes. Brandy, who's this incredible Bikram yoga teacher, she is like an alien, just like the most incredible human. Uh, she would let me come into these two-hour Bikram classes. I... I am flexible, but also like not. <laughs> um, I've had to work for my flexibility and I am not any in any way. I actually hate Bikram yoga, but it was it was really good for me at the time because it made me sweat. It made me it was it was really good for me, especially to process the assault. And I was working on a back bend and she came over to me to help me. Okay. And I said, oh, my back is just so tight. And she touched my chest right here and said, it's not your back. It's your heart. Open up your heart. Open up your chest. And that came flooding back to me when I was sitting at this sit with these petrified pieces of wood, of energy. Oh my gosh. I wasn't opening my heart because I wasn't even opening my heart to myself. I didn't even know what that meant, really. Even with all this work, there's just layers and layers. It's actually so exciting. It's like this puzzle that we get to play, this game that we get to play, this life let, like, what a fucking ride, right? Like, what a gift that we get to be here and just continue to uncover all these incredible lessons and all this incredible, these incredible miracles. So... So when we did that prayer and when we removed the petrified wood for me and I really helped, helped me really understand what was keeping my heart closed or even jaded or, you know, the belief or the conditioning around it. I went back and laid on my mat and I put my head over. One thing that was really interesting as I was on the beginning of this medicine journey is it was really... It, it was hard for me to stay in my own energy because I was always so aware, even even when I went to the depths and was taken to the depths and sat with a lot of medicine, I was always so aware, which is another reason I think why I felt so called to hold space in those spaces because I've always um, just been aware of everybody's energy. Sometimes it gets so overwhelming. It's taught me, like I, again and again, sovereignty, right? 
it's taught me the biggest lessons of how to really honor my own energy, shield my own energy, protect my own energy. Um, but in that particular ceremony, I was still really kind of unsure of how to do that in that frequency. And so I like put my white blanket over my head. It was the blanket I always took when I sat in ceremony and it was so stunning and so beautiful. I literally went to Zion. I went to this beautiful euphoric place where it was just bliss and love and peace. And it was in the stars. It was so beautiful. And then the next night I'll end on this. Oh, I guess we've only been going for 30 minutes. (laughs) I feel like I've been talking for eternity. Um, then the next night I kind of was expecting the night to be pretty blissful, I guess. Little did I know I had, I had things, you know, the uncovering, the removal of the removal of the wood and the octopus and the false police was just a layer, you know? Um, because I hadn't even gotten into my womb at that point. I hadn't even gotten to my womb at that point. So the second I started dropping in, I started, I saw it, uh, some people, at least I've heard, I don't know. I haven't researched a lot about other people's experiences, but when I talk to people, this is a pretty common thing. It's kind of like if you've seen a sep- inception or if you've looked inside a, uh, not a stethoscope, that's what I use in nursing or a telescope, not that either. Uh, kaleidoscope, kaleidoscope, where you look in and it's just like a kaleidoscope of different things. That is a pretty common thing to see. It's like sacred geometry inside um, the ceremonies. But this one was different immediately. And this is why I'm grateful for the shaman that I went to at this time. Oh my gosh. I didn't even talk about I went on a tangent about Medicina and I didn't even talk about what I was going to talk about, you guys. Ugh, the eclipse. I'm blaming it on the eclipse. Um, hold on. I'm going to write a note in my phone so I come back to this because it's extremely important to talk about this. Um, but I feel like I need to finish this part first. <laughs> and then stick around and listen to this whole thing because this, imp- this is a really important par- part. Okay, so I mentioned at the beginning of this particular podcast that this particular shaman had a lot of like dark feminine energy and I, not dark as in bad, just dark as in like deep, as in light and dark, as in there's nothing wrong with your shadow, as in honoring the shadow, as in just really beautiful, intense energy as a woman. And honestly, it was exactly what I needed. Um, even her, her songs were just so intense. They, uh, in ways were really triggering and activating for me, which is why I got to where I got to in my ceremonies, honestly, because I was choosing into this experience and choosing into the depths of, of her. So, um, so I started dropping in and instead of seeing like a 5d open, almost like celestial kaleidoscope where it was like prisms and rainbows and iridescence. It was like blocks of wood. Um, a little bit like the labyrinth when she's in the labyrinth stones and all of the stairs are like moving. 
just like that, but it was wood. And it was just like really um, hard to explain. Like there was no rhyme or reason to the, to the patterns. It was just jumbled and it was dark, very dark, dark wood. And in the middle of that, there was this very beautiful, like dark feminine archetype. And she had like really dark eyes and she was like, um, she was representing the dark feminine, but in a way of shame, in the way of guilt, in the way of darkness, like evil rather than the darkness of light. And I remember seeing her and I said, like, I was talking to her because I could feel that she was inside of me and I I said to her, what, what are you doing here? Like, why are you here? And she said, well, you, I am you and you have created me to be this monster. You've created me to be in this box, in this wooden box where you aren't actually allowing yourself to express yourself fully in your femininity because you believe a part of it is wrong. You believe a piece of your sexuality is negative. This is what I represent. I represent the, the evil part the evil parts that you have claimed are evil about your femininity. She's like, you can literally choose, you can choose sexuality. So it wasn't even just the femininity part. It was sexuality in general. This is what I chose to believe sexuality looked like a girl in a dark red dress with dark black hair, with black eyes, with like the deepest, most evil archetype. And she was saying, this is what sexuality looks like in your body this is what it looks like. Good job. You've created this. And she's like, you get to choose whether or not this is actually what you believe. And this is actually what you, what you, what sexuality looks like. And I thought, what if, and I told her, I was like, I want to remove this from me. I want to remove this energy because I was envisioning, I want sexuality. I want the archetype of sexuality within me to be celestial, to be white, to be glowing, to be glistening, even the light and the dark of it, the shadow side of it, even that. I want it to be in this light place. I'm so sick of believing that sexuality is a negative thing. And she's like, yeah, you've, and she also told me, we had this whole conversation around um, how I had shamed and ridiculed and made my womb evil and made my period blood evil and made um, my period evil and all these things, all these negative connotations around it. And at the time I had an IUD, which for the record, I do not believe is evil. In fact, I believe in absolute modern medicine um, in every part of your journey, wherever your part of your journey is, I will be your holistic girly for life. And I will also cheer you on if you are on a medication every day of your life. And if you feel like you want an IUD in your life, please do it. Enjoy it. Love it. And if you're ready to remove your IUD, I am here for you. I'm here for you. I will tell you all the beautiful things about it. But we are an accepting group because wild looks different on everybody. Okay, so I saw what I had chosen to believe about my womb, about my period, about my moon bleed, about sexuality, and it was manifested in this woman. And I thought, it's time for me to remove that. So I, I said, okay, I think I need to purge. I need to physically purge. And I hadn't physically purged 
in a ceremony since my first physically purge being meaning throwing up and purging is just moving of energy it's just removal of energy the removal of any anything is energy a thought form is energy so it's a really powerful way to remove energy and it's also possible to do it through singing and crying and laughing and yawning and dancing but for some reason I felt like this needed to be purged through throwing up and I could, and my stomach was really hurting at this point too. Like my womb was aching. Like I could feel her dancing in there. I could feel the wood blocks like just moving through my womb. And she was in my womb at that point. So I started bringing everything into my womb and into my belly to then eventually remove it. And when I started doing that, my womb started spinning. Um, almost like it was like... <laughs> like a toilet seat, like flushing. And it was pink. First, it was like really gross, dirty brown. And then when I decided I'm like ready to remove it, start turning pink. And then there were like, (sighs) there are pieces of like Barbie in my womb and they were like laughing at me like heads. Now the Barbie movie is funny because they were like literally pieces of like, what do they call her? Like crazy Barbie with her like head, with her hair cut off. And there were like limbs and hands and they were all laughing at me like, you need to be skinny, like telling me all of these lies or like your body isn't yours. Like all these lies that I had had about my sexuality and I was ready to release them. And the second I started releasing them and purging, it was like I flushed my womb. And the second I purged through my mouth, also it was like an energetic release through my womb and it opened up in my pelvic floor and just completely released. It was so beautiful. And through that release, my IUD visually came out and that was the the call for me to say, it's time. It's time for me to release my IUD. It's time for me to go on this journey of womb healing of really honoring what that even means to connect to my womb and then the rest of the of the ceremony was stunning this particular shaman did a lot of sound healing with sound bowls the magic of it was so insane I it was like I was a crystal ball or crystal crystalline figure and everything was clear and I could see through every artery and every bone, every vein and through all of my brain, which is such a contrast from the night before, right? Which my brain was like tangled in with the octopus. But my my brain, you could see every one of the pieces. It was all clear. And every time she played the sound bowl or a different tone or it was flowing, rainbow iridescent light, the sound waves went and cleansed my entire body. It was so beautiful. And it was the next morning that I finally sang my first medicine song, um, which is like a whole nother story. And it was so powerful. And that was the beginning of my reclamation with my womb. And up until that moment, I'll never forget it. It was the, it's the craziest thing because like starting last that went the winter before that, when I was like in Hawaii or something, I started getting ads on my Instagram for period underwear. And I just kept remembering thinking this is the coolest idea. But of course 
I didn't have a period at that time. And I just remember thinking, this is really the coolest idea. Now I know that it was just sending me signs, literally the universe. You guys, what is meant for you will never leave you. It will never leave you. In fact, there are breadcrumbs right now helping you find your medicine. Everything you go through is exactly meant to be for your own particular medicine. Um, so when I removed, I removed my ID just also, I went to a good friend of mine who's a midwife and I said, it's time. So I got it removed within a week's time. And I just knew I had a vision in ceremony that I didn't want to put anything in my yoni, anything in my vagina. And I was like, what is that all about? And of course, as a labor and delivery nurse, I know the science of the muscles that go into my vaginal canal. I understand the science of our pelvic floor is literally built of muscles that we need to strengthen and the muscle contracts and expands when the removal of blood happens every 30 days if you're not pregnant and the muscles contract, contract and expand when you are having contractions, when you're birthing a child. All those things I knew, but I had just been taught that the tampons or cup or disc were the only way to bleed. It was the only way to handle your moon bleed. Your moon bleed. So I removed my AD and I immediately bought period underwear because I was like, I want to try this out. It was always intriguing to me, always. And um, I bought a few pairs and I hated them, hated them. And that's when my wild moon period underwear was created. And I'll go into that a little bit more in the in the next podcast, but I want to touch a little bit on this important topic before I leave this topic of plant medicine just for a second to talk about my womb experiences and my womb lessons and what's brought me to Wild Moon Underwear. I, and this is why I was talking about Medicina. If you feel called to medicine, and you know of somebody that's coming from somewhere or you want to go somewhere, please, please, please do me a favor, okay? Please listen to me. <laughs> Ask the person that's serving what their ethical lineage is. Ask them if they come from a lineage. Ask them if they've been blessed by this lineage. There is an influx of medicine that's happening right now that I think is really rad because the world needs it. And also because of that, there is a lot of unethical practices that are happening. Just like if you have a bad therapist, just like if you have a bad coach, just like if you have a bad doctor, just because you enter into this beautiful, blissful, 5D dimensional spiritual space. This is why I don't relate to woke spirituality because just because you're open and spiritual and sexual does not mean that anything goes, does not mean that everybody is safe, does not mean that everybody is practicing ethical practices. Please do not be naive. If you haven't read Woman Who Runs With Wolves, please do that. In the first couple chapters, there's all these beautiful stories about naivety, 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 being naive. <laughs> and 
it's such an important lesson to carry through, not just for your safety, but also for the honoring of where the medicine comes from. Just because you're hearing the call or I'm telling you that this is prophetic and incredible and it could change your life, yes, absolutely it could. However, not all medicine is created equal. Not all guides are created equal. Please use your intuition. Please ask. Do not be afraid to ask. And if you have to feel like you have to ask, maybe it's not the right person. This is another huge reason why I created Medicina. Do I think that Medicina is the only route? Absolutely not. Please, if you have the means to go somewhere that you're feeling called to go to, whether it be Peru or Costa Rica or Hawaii or wherever it is, just listen, learn, educate, please. Do I have anything I want to say else about that? Does anything else want to come through about that important message? I don't think so, at least not for right now. But I think that there can be a lot of spiritual trauma that is perpetuated through the woke spiritual culture because there are a lot of people, I'm sorry, I'll say this, this is also done in any kind of foundation or any kind of, it can, it could be also done by religion, in religion, because people aren't perfect, but people are manipulated and used and abused for their trauma. So if you feel like that's happening, please walk away. There are people in this space, in the spiritual space that genuinely want to help you that are really good people and there's also people that will use and manipulate so if it's not feeling like a hell yes and if it's not feeling aligned even if there's fear remember fear is okay fear is okay if you're feeling called and fear is okay I still get scared when I sit with grandmother that's not what I'm talking about I'm not talking about wait until you feel like rainbows and butterflies because there's a good chance that you won't there's a good chance you won't but what I am saying is listen listen to your intuition. If something feels fishy and not in alignment, do not sit. The medicine will find you in a ethical, powerful way. It will. Okay. Not everything is created equally. Even in the brightest of beautiful ceremonies and spaces and people who have found God and who have, who believe in love and who believe in polarity and feminine awakening, there are still shadows. There are still people trying to find their shit, which is why I am sitting here on this podcast talking for hours, telling you about my own story so that you can find your own story. So you can find your own path. So you don't have to go and be a part of a cult, right? So that you can finally come home to your own truth, your own wild, your own medicine, your own unique frequency, because that's all really matters. I am just a reflection of you trying to find your way home. And my story is just an example of how I found mine and how I will not rest until I help everyone in the world do the same. I love you. I hope you do something wild today. See you next time.